Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the FRC podcast number three. You're joining myself and the lovely Jessica. Hello. 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 You didn't know what to do there, did you? <laughs> Jess, and again, those of you watching at home will notice that we have a guest. And we're not in the Parker Rose kitchen warehouse. We're with uh, chef extraordinaire Tom Griffiths. Hello. How Hello, are you doing? How are you? I'm great. Thank you for hosting us at the Restaurant Kits HQ. Yeah, this is, this is my um, second home. Um, it's a wonderful warehouse as they come, um, and I'm really, really glad you're here. Thanks well, for traveling down. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely great to uh, bring the podcast on the road. I feel like this has been monumental. I know this is episode the first three, and we're on the road. We're, we're literally in, in uh, where are we in, in London? Is that the southwest? Southwest in Wandsworth. Um, about Very nice location, everyone. Oh, oh yeah, you're looking at about two million pound a house. <laughs> is it uh, really? Yeah. Oh, mate, it's, it's jokes. <laughs> I walk past the estate agents most days and just go, dream on, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, let's, 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 let's cut straight to it. Come on. So, for anyone listening at home who doesn't know who you are, take, take us back to the beginning. What's your story? Where have you come from? What's your journey? Give us, give us the uh, the overview. Um, I I've been a chef for fifteen years, and before that, I was actually in uh, music PR. Um, I was a publicist and worked in London. And to be honest, it was pretty bad pay. Um, and I got into hospitality because that pays way better. Um, and and um, <laughs> the hours are great as yeah, well. Aren't the, oh, the lifestyles unreal. And <laughs> I, I literally just I was working two jobs um, doing that. And I moved back to my hometown of Brighton and started cooking professionally, worked for a few great people. Um, and about seven years ago, I decided I'd start Flank with 1,200 quid at a little oh, wow. pub, a little poxy pub. Um, I actually didn't even have a barbecue. I cooked in a fireplace. So that's all, that's all no. I could afford. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's all I could afford. <laughs> I, had this, I had this fireplace and I had the, the charcoal underneath and I put, you know, the grills out in the oven, you know, the grills where you yeah. put your toast on. I took that out and just sat that on top with some breeze blocks and cooked in that. What? Um, and... Yeah, it was it was it was amazing. We got some amazing response, but it was like the worst pub in in Brighton. It's called the Royal Sovereign. Bless them, you know. It wasn't, but it was just full of old men drinking. You know the ones that just sit there. Yeah, it's yeah. Got a yeah. fruit machine in the corner, stains on the mm. carpet, and still a condom machine in the toilet. <laughs> it was one of those. Um, and I did some amazing food, and and consequently it grew and grew and grew. And then I decided to move to London um, with um, an amazing chef. Um, so you literally packed up where you started, mm-hmm. left your loyal fans and just moved it to London? Well, it was, it was a case. A tough, tough it, was, it was a tough call, but we got, we got moved to a bigger pub and they really just wanted us to cook things that we didn't believe in. They, we used to put a burger on for lunch because it was used with waste. And I was on holiday for the first time in two years and, and the owner, well, the manager of the pub, just went down Aldi and just bought a load of stuff because he just wanted oh, to go. Jesus and I just said, pull the plug on it, guys. We're not doing this. This is not who we are. So you kind of had a fresh start then, really? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I wanted to um, go to London. I wanted to go back. I wanted to start something special there. And, and um, a, a guy called Nuno Mendes, who is the patron of Chilton Firehouse, bougiest place in London. Um, had a, has a ton of other places. Uh, had Taberna, had, um, he has a restaurant called Mal's now as well. Um, originally the corner room was just an unbelievable chef. Um, and he invited me there, said, come into Spitalfields Market. No longer we have it anymore um, for various reasons, but it was a great start. We did some amazing, we used to do... It's a fantastic lessons. location, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, it was, the thing is, you could sit, sit right round it, and we used to do cookery courses and we do butchery. We used to have a blooming stag just like butcher that up and show people how to cook on big green eggs and fire pits and not only just cook great food but also do lessons and, and really get people engaged in it. So, so where, did you, where did you learn all of that That sort of like, because what you're talking about here is not just cooking, you're talking about an intricate skill set above and beyond just knocking out frozen frozen burgers. I mean, where did this passion come from 
for your sort of your delicate nature of food? Um, my my mum was was a massive part of that. Um, she she's such like even when I talk, she'll ring me up now and go, Tom, I've got this idea. Um, can can you tell me how to do it? And I'm like, yeah. But before that, she would she would use just experiment, and she never really used books, and um, she'd watch things and read something and change it around, and that's really where my passion started. Um, she she was never kind of fish fingers and chips woman and alpha bites and stuff. Not, no, there's nothing wrong with that. We all love an alpha bite. I always like getting yeah. the ketchup and putting it in the smiley face and watch yeah. their eyes pop out. But um, she she really she really wanted me to be, um, you know, she really wanted me to kind of learn this a bit more and take it a bit more seriously, and I did. Um, and then just working for people, with, I, I did a lot of stages, and the stages where you work for restaurants basically for free to learn. So I did a few of them, um, travelled around learning bits and bobs and also doing collaborations with chefs and just learning through them. Like, you you, you always learn. Like I, I still probably own, probably know about 5% of what there is to know in cooking. I swear mm. to you. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think I know everything. I know what I... What I my little area of stuff is great. But I'll go into a kitchen tomorrow and be like, what on earth is that? That's such a positive attitude for mm. growth, though, isn't it? Of if course. You, I think the moment you think you know everything, the moment that's the moment you're done. Yeah, there's also be <laughs> humble about it because there's, 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 I will, the other day I was in some, a friend of mine's kitchen, there was a pot washer, took a little bit of the sc metal scout, right? Just a, not the whole thing, just took a little bit off, put it to one side and then was using that bit and it was all coming off and I was like, what? What has he done? <laughs> and he also used um, a massive thing of um, like distilled vinegar and left it all in the pans and all just came off. Yeah. So he's not using chemicals or anything like that and, you, you're always learning. It doesn't matter if they're bottom of the pile or the, or the exact yeah, yeah, patron yeah. chef, yeah, yeah, exactly. three-star Michelin. You've got a really funny image there of your friend taking you into his elaborate kitchen and you like going, no, sorry, stop with that cooking. I was going to watch the KP. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And you like call him over like some kind of wildlife program. You've seen this guy. <laughs> Slowly as. Yes. <laughs> the scouring pad. Rubbing around the pan. Stop. It's hard to remove. I call, do you know what I call a really good name for KPs is this, and, and, and it's, it's a great name for them, Underwater Ceramic Technicians. <laughs> what a That's name. Good. That's big. That's, That's big. Pay rise. It is, isn't it? It's just like you just put that on your CV. Yeah. So I, I did two years at, <laughs> at the Grand Hotel as as the Underwater Ceramic Technician. Anyone scuba, go? scuba trained, are you saying? No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. No, no. Stainless steel... Um, Watering engineer. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> loads that we can keep going, but people can name more of them if they want. So I suppose, I think my next question would have been, so with Flank, what was your inspiration for that type of food? But you obviously said your mum, and has it been an evolution of a journey for you? Got few oh, massively. Like, I, I, I really did it because I worked for someone I hated. They, they were horrible. And there's, there's a they real... were pulling you down a path you didn't want to go down. You thought was... actually there's a, there's a better way forward. It was more than that. It's about it's not just about doing food that you don't don't like. It's a, it's to do with how you, you look after your staff and how you treat them. I oh, absolutely. I I really really struggled with um, just just the working environment and leaving that. I, I decided that I wouldn't do that to to my people. And there's there's some amazing people who worked for Flank over the years. Drew Snaith, um, Canada Pen. Um, those guys have been an absolute backbone to the company, and they've gone and often do, done their own things, um, and they're absolutely smashing it. And to see to see those guys part of a company and still friends to this day shows the person I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. The my bosses in pre, I'm not friends with them anymore, and I've got to ask myself that question: Why am I not? Mm. Um, and people say don't mix friends with work and things like that. I I disagree. I think you can build a friendship in in the industry, and 
and because we're working together, we spend more time in a kitchen than we do our own friends and family. So you've got to get on with them. And I, and I really, really made that like a big thing for me to create an environment was the first thing. It's great, really, really strong, great environment where people are supported. The next thing was to do um, food that I believed in. And the first thing was to look at the sustainable side of cooking rather than just buying you know, anything down from you know, yeah. Aldi or whatever. I went, right, let's get some really good produce, cook it sensibly and cook it humbly. Like, we, Flank is one of the only places in, I would say, in London that is super filthy and super naughty and does all like the, the, um, the trashy food, but does it at such a high level where every, every single thing in that place I can tell you the traceability of. And not only that, it's our plastic usage super yeah, low. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, we don't we don't use we don't use um, dodgy packaging like plastic packaging. We don't. That's just not who we are. Um, so there there is two sides of it. It's mm-hmm. like we want to do something super accessible, but we don't want to be a place that's doing dots and foams and whatever. Why does why does the best restaurants in the world only ones that are sustainable? It's yeah, usually yeah. just them, you know. Um, so I wanted to actually start a movement in terms of street food people and and the the more like naughtiest sort of food people doing doing those sorts of things. And I think that's why I've done. There's it. an air of consciousness mm. about your decision making. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So guys, we we actually did a review. We did for the first time. I think everyone's been crying out for it at Flank. We've gone down there today. Obviously, we've tried we tried the restaurant kits. Uh, the Ribbonator, Mark One, uh, news on that, TBA. Uh, and, but, and then I had the real Ribbonator, the real Ribbonator in flank today. And my God, it was delicious. I think you uh, had an outer body experience. I had, an, I had, a, I had a body gasm. <laughs> it, was, it was like quivering. We won't go into that. <laughs> but What's you came the... over. Sorry, Jess. You came over and obviously there's a sign on the wall, nose to tail. Mm-hmm. And you came over and explained that. And I don't think... A, it really sunk in what you were actually saying. I don't think I've ever been anywhere that does has that sort of mindset. Do you want to explain to everyone about that whole nose-to-tail concept mm-hmm. and what you try and achieve with your beast-to-plate butchery? And Yeah, and- so, so nose-to-tail cooking is um, whole animal cookery. Um, there are a few places in London that really celebrate that, one being Black Axe Mango. Um, Lee Tiran is one of the most incredible, coolest chefs there is. Um, he uses everything and anything. And another place called um, St. John. St. John has been around for 35 years uh, by Fergus Henderson. Fergus Henderson is the, the god of nose-to-tail cookery. He, every, I, I can guarantee any chef in London would say to it, that guy is someone they look to, and they still go to his books and look for, through for inspiration. Um, the difference between them and what I do is I wanted to make things a lot more accessible. Um, and the Ribbonator is a whole pig basically smoked so the heads the collar the tongue the ears um the it's got the um trotters in it which is the base of the hooves which got the fat and that gives the gelatine so if you've ever had a percy pig that the, the normal ones that has gelatine in it, gelatine, I, thought it I thought it came from horses <laughs> but it comes it comes it's gelatine <laughs> gelatine is fat and fat gives what sweets are any sweet yeah, you've yeah, had yeah, harry yeah. bow the lot that is from the top but it's just been processed in a different way yeah we do it in a very honest humble way which is not going through factories and god knows what we just get the pig we smoke it we braise it we pick it down and the reason why we make it accessible is because we've had kids come in and go i want to try the ribbonator they eat it they go this is amazing as soon as you tell them what's in it they're like oh they have a meltdown but the, (laughs) the thing is you can make any food accessible it's about how you present it if we started saying oh it's an ear and pig's trotter sandwich, yeah. people are going to be like, I'm um, not so no, sure sorry, about I'm not feeding the dog. Call uh, it the ribbonator. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking want it. You yeah, know what I mean? so true. Um, Can we just talk... I've got two questions that jumped out at me there. How many ribbonators would you get out of a pig? 
Uh, how, uh, about 1,500. Wow. Oh, loads. blimey. Yeah, loads of ribbon that's amazing. Yeah, you're looking fifteen hundred. Yeah, you get you get a, a good pig will weigh about four hundred kilos. Um, and yeah. you literally use everything. Everything. So you're no waste on it. Well, the, the only other thing is like maybe you won't get the tail. Um, obviously, bones you can't chuck them in. Um, and skin and some of the skin can't go in. So top end of the skin, mm-hmm. it's the back skin mm-hmm. can't use, but the belly you can. It gets quite soft. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm knocking this. Um, yeah, it all goes in. So that, that that process can work really well. We don't we don't put in innards like stomach um, lining or like the tripe and things like that. But we do put in um, liver, kidney, um, heart won't go in. Um, it's a little bit funny on a, on a pig, um, and obviously it's um, winkle. That won't go in there either. Um, it's That's a shame. shame. You, could put, you could put the winkle <laughs> in just Lucky a one in it. Yeah, yeah. It could, be, could be called the winklinator. <laughs> Yeah. That's great. Uh, the slogan in there, spit or swallow. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So far, it's Get gone. Cheese. Oh, God. Yeah, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Cue the music. Next, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found it... Um... I found it so interesting. And the, obviously, you're the, let's just talk about the ruminator for fuck's sake. Let's get onto it whilst, we're, whilst it's on the tip of our tongue. That is a masterpiece. Now, inspiration for that? Um, like, I, I, I was in lockdown and I was, I was a little bit um, wasted. Yep. Um, and I was, watching, I was watching Terminator because I love Terminator. Yeah. I was watching it. I was just there, just watching it. And I was on, you know, when you're on just delivery, you're just searching. It's just like, it's a bit like being on porn up. You're just trying yeah, to find yeah, the right yeah, one. Yeah. You're just going through. No, no, no that's not good yeah, enough. No. And then and I was and I was looking at McDonald's and I went, <laughs> James, our, our videographer, is laughing his head off at this. And I, and I was looking at it and I was watching Terminate and I was looking at delivery and I said to myself, looking at the McDonald's, I went, I really want a ribbonator because I was looking, I was thinking about McRib. Yeah. And because I was watching Terminator, because I'm dyslexic, my brain went, ribs and Terminator, and I went, ribbonator. And then I went, <laughs> I need to. I need to make this, and I got so excited. I so I ordered stuff. I ordered things from from the supplier that night, and they sent it to my house. And I started developing the ribbonator, and there we have it. Um, and we and we made it. We've used words from exact words they used in the Terminator film, using the T one thousand crispy onions and all those things. Um, even the kind of. Um, James worked on the, the video as well. We had a great voiceover by a guy called Rob Shaw. He's a it amazing... Was like, anyone that hasn't seen it, it was like super retro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of, It yeah. was like funky music. Exactly. And then using, using words like the exoskeleton, that's the same thing as the Terminator. So it was using that. And um, we may as well announce as well, whilst we're here, we are going to be doing a second one. No way. Which will be called Ribbonator 2 Crunchment Day. Um, <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely mega, and it's going to be, um, I, I want it, and I, I can guarantee it, will be better than Ribbonator 1. Wow. How are you going to do that? You scored the Ribbonator a 10. Well, it sounds like a new product. What, <laughs> can, you, can you say what? What the differences are? It's beef. It's not pork. Oh, there we go then. Um, there we go, Jess. That's to me. That's a different product. So our halal friends will be able to get on it as well, which will be exciting. Um, and it's yeah, it's super, super delicious. It's got a little bit more spice in this one. Playing around with the bun, um, but it's going to be the same format. It's going to be still that long, I, luscious thing. I did love the ribbonator because a lot of times with our reviews. Tom, we, we, we go to various towns or cities that obviously we've watched all over the country now, you know, even internationally. And a lot of people can't or won't be able to get to that restaurant to try that particular food. Restaurant mm. kits and that ribbonator allowed people to go stuff it. I'm going to make the order. I know a few of my friends made the order and it actually gave them something to do at home. I think well, maybe we could talk about this now with restaurant kits. Isn't it a nice 
uh, concept that you can have that quality of food in your house for a date night, uh, a dinner party, and actually make dining to, at that level fun. Oh, massively. Like, um, Restaurant Kits was set up really as um, an Ed, our CEO, Andy and um, Callum as well, partners. We, 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 we sort of did it because we needed something to do. We're all kind of creative people. We're sort of sitting out and going, oh, we're... and also we want to create another revenue stream because all our restaurants were shut in lockdown and we're like, what do we do? And it started doing, we started knocking out burgers, we started doing the ribboning and we started doing these things and we started realising, oh my word, like anyone and everyone can get hold of this. So you've got to remember like Deliveroo yeah. is only available in some cities, mm. right? Um, can you get Deliveroo in St. Ives? We've got, there's like one restaurant on it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. very new, yeah. For, for, for restaurant kits, you can be yeah. anywhere in the country, bar, bar like the Highlands of Scotland, it's a bit mm. difficult, but pretty much anywhere, we can get a kit out to you. Mm. And you can make it to whenever you want. It's not just going to turn up. You know, we've all had, we all ordered the pizza on Deliveroo, and it comes, <laughs> and it looks like something out of the episode of Casualty. It's just smashed into one side, <laughs> and you want to give your pizza to CPR. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> and it just looks like, it looks so horrendous. And and I wanted, I just, I was like, we can't keep doing, we can't mm. allow these people to just get away with this. They charge a fortune for it as well. So we're, we're a fair price, I think. Um, and you can make it when you want, and it comes beautifully packaged. You get all this amazing merch with it as well. And you're basically celebrating the best restaurants in in the UK. It's so, not... so now you, you, you're doing collaborations with... So effectively, you've set up the, this warehouse with the kitchens, kitchen here and, and, and fulfilment facility. Mm -hmm. uh, top chefs, top uh, concepts can come to you guys and say, listen, I'm thinking about putting this together. Of course, yeah. Can, and, you, and you'll make the whole thing from start to finish? Exactly. Un under their guidance, is that how it works? So, so yes, exactly. So in, instead of... There's other companies that have done it. And I'll explain kind of why why we've done this. In in lockdown, um, I made the, the call that a lot of these restaurants will open their doors again. And they were doing, there were loads of people doing like kitchen kits and mm. food kits and food parcels. Mm. Everyone was doing it. And I realised... They had soon, to, didn't they, to get of by? Of course, of course. And as soon as they reopened their restaurants, right, as soon as they reopened, I knew that they had to focus on cooking for their customers again. Back into their restaurants, to their you know, floor stuff or their takeaways or people in their restaurant, they wouldn't be able to carry on with this. Exactly. So we made the call that we would do everything for them. So essentially what we are is we're licensing. We're basically licensing. So you'll give us our recipe. We'll develop it with you. You'll be like, okay, that's amazing. We'll give you a cut of the commission of the box mm -hmm. and you don't have to do anything. You could be sat in your pants doing <laughs> something. Um, Make it as you will. Um, and we, and we <laughs> Playing can, with your kit. Yeah, playing with your kit. And we will literally, and we will... Um, we will just give you the commission of that. You just got to do the socials, help with the marketing and whatever, and you'll make you'll make another form of income from it. And it and it's amazing because there's there's people. Sound, out it just there. sounds like a win-win partnership, like these sort of joint ventures in this modern day, particularly with any sort of restaurants or chefs or not say I'm going to say the word influencer loosely with some kind of reach and allow them to turn their reach into revenue. You guys do the legwork and mm -hmm. collaboration on that both parties are happy. It sounds like a match made in heaven. Oh, it's amazing, and we're we're, we're working with. Some honestly, some absolute legends. It's like we've got Adam Handling. He's one of the best, yeah, some like big, best big restaurants, and he has just unbelievable. We've worked with PitQ, one of the old school barbecue um, guys. We've got Callum Franklin, Pie Master, was recently on uh, Master Chef. He's doing our pies, um, and then we've also started getting into experience-based stuff. Now this is where it gets really mental and like bonkers. Because let's go. So <laughs> we've decided we need to start creating things that don't exist, um, and I think. 
we like restaurants, we can go to them and stuff, but imagine doing stuff that ne you've never seen before. Mm. So last month we released our first ever immersive kit with Game of Thrones, which was HBO oh, wow. and Warner. Wow. Um, yeah, and you get all this, you get parts of the kit and you get... Um, Dragons. Dragon, yeah, it sort of literally explodes out and it's like you're there and it's just... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. That, that and, noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Targaryen um, love juice. It's just bonkers. And so that's 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 a, a first ever concept doing that. Going from that, we're going to be doing loads of stuff. Wow, that opens so many doors, doesn't it? Yeah. We, 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 we want to be immer completely immersive. Imagine being able to watch a, a series on Netflix or, or Amazon and you're watching a, a chef prepare his thing, yeah. um, doing, like I don't know, a series of chefs, whatever it could be. And you're literally watching as you're eating his kit at the same time. Wow. It's doing things that we've never seen before. And this is the taking, how far can Interactive. We take yeah. Like, it's never Experience-based food. Mm -hmm. doing, doing those things. And we can, we can do that across the board. Same with um, festivals. Say you've got Meetopia coming up. We can do, um, like, a pre-call of that or Wingfest or whatever it is. There are, there are things we can do that mm. haven't been done, I think. Not only that, is looking overseas. So we could do a um, licensing deal with In-N-Out Burger, for instance, um, and bring In-N-Out Burger to this country. We don't actually have to open the site. Amazing, we just yeah. You get the box, you get the little hat, you get all this sort of stuff. <laughs> People could lose their bloody minds. They'd be like, yeah. oh, my God, i got In-N-Out Burger. You, I suppose you, you position your kits too, like, so anyone, you don't have to have a... Uh, a a sous vide or a, or a fryer, for example, you're making everything that's completely accessible to average Joe at home with the with the basic stuff they've got in their kitchen. Is that right? Yes. So we we don't need any much... fancy kit or any. No, God no. Um, other than other than just absolute um, swagger when you're cooking. Oh, that's that's, <laughs> the, that's the number one rule. But we don't we we when we started we wanted to we were kind of like we're, we didn't really know what we were doing. So we did the bird kits and we're like, well, let's do more. So we were actually just given a carrot and an onion, and we realised that <laughs> some people <laughs> might only have a spoon in their house. Honestly, it's it's that bad. So so we we really had to adapt. Now we pretty much do everything. We yeah, we yeah. you get it. So it's you might have to like butter a piece of bread or toss something in a pan or something. But really, like even when it comes to our pies and sauces, it's all pretty much done. idiot proof. Yeah, it's like the the best. It's not. We don't call it a ready meal. So you're not popping holes in it and chuck it in the microwave. It's not. It's not a rustlers. Um, have you had shout, a rustlers? Shout out before? to rustlers. Shout out. Yeah, have you had a rustlers? Yes, yeah, dreadful. We did. A, we is. did one in lockdown. Didn't we? we did, we did one. Yeah, it was repulsive. Yeah. I think rustlers and have you had a Frey and Bento's pie before? Yeah. So you know you <laughs> use no, your 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 uh, emphasis is nose to tail. Yeah. I think rustlers is eyelids and assholes. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> That's it. Do you know yeah. those bits you chucked out the pig? Yeah. That's what they they're, put they're, in. they're the ones buying the penises. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones buying the tails. <laughs> That's it. They're taking them on. I don't. I when I get I, I had one. I did a um, when we did the the launch of the ribbon. So I was doing a lot of like posts about it, and I went, mm. "Don't buy rustlers." And I went into a supermarket and got one and hid it, like videoed me hiding these things. Yeah, I guarantee if it's still there, it's perfectly fine. Oh, oh yeah, yeah for sure. they I last for years. Don't they? The, worst, the worst thing about them is it, because you have to microwave them; they go like steamed, and it's like this gammy. You know, if you steam bread, it goes gammy and wet mm. and like cloggy. Oh, cloggy man. is that even a word? There we go. Cloggy, 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 cloggy. cloggy. It clogs. It clogs in clogger. your mouth. It's a clogger. Um, you couldn't yeah. even flush that down the toilet. You'd have to call oh, out no. Thames Thames Negative water. Ghost Rider, oh, we've God. got a clogger. We have a clogger. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, dreadful. But we yes, actually got a free bento pie and he wouldn't review it. I actually Say went, again. We got one of those pies and you actually wouldn't review it. I think you need to. So, Tom, lockdown, you know, obviously we couldn't travel. So our reviewing game really had to adapt. <laughs> Scraping the back. We were like going to the shop and going, ooh. 
Culp have got a stone bread pizza. And then it would like did all of them. And then we were like, well, Jess would come home with a few things. And I've got a Frey Bentos palm. Like, Jess, I'm really going to struggle to position this as <laughs> some kind of food review we can actually like put out. I think you, I think you should start doing like mystery boxes. I think your your viewers should send in to like a PO box number. I don't know if we even do that. We've anymore. got PO box. Oh, you've got to do it. Just send in like the most random stuff, and then you've got to cook it and eat it. Oh God, they'd send. Could us. you imagine? They'd be sending in anthrax. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> Just, we've got anthrax on toast. Thank you. <laughs> but there are some. I've, I've been to some. I've seen some bad things. Yeah. You go into some some mini marts. You go in. They do have. Some, I'm like, where did you get that from? <laughs> where Where did you? I, 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 I've got to say, who supplied you with this? I, I, one thing I cannot stand is sausages and beans. All those breakfasts in the tin, what on earth are they? Oh. How did they get the egg in there? But if, do you know, no. If, well, the worst one is the whole roast chicken in oh, the can. Oh. <laughs> it comes out like a, where, it comes, it comes out like a fetus. So, maybe we can put on the screen now if you're watching in your car, unfortunately you're not going to see this, but you can actually buy, it's quite a large tin, it looks like a sort of tin that an extra large dog would eat um, and inside it is an actually, is an actual cooked chicken and it's like full of gelatine you you take oh. the lid off, pour it out, and I think you maybe it's have like, to... You know, in The Matrix, you know, when he gets yes. he unplugs and he slides out of the thing and he's in guns. <laughs> oh, God. Or, or, or the bit, you know, where you know, Neos, Ghostbusters, yeah. when he gets covered in the guns. In the ecto ectoplasm. <laughs> it is like yeah. that. It is, it is horrendous. Has, do you think anyone's ever eaten one of those and yes. actually, actually survived? I'm sure, yeah, well, 100% <laughs> people survive. People like that are the are like people... I can't say because your viewers are going to go mental when I, I start naming name dropping bad things. But there are certain people that can drink a can of special brew, eat that, and turn superhuman. Yeah, you know they would they would go onto Jeremy Kyle and smash it. Those factories where they make those, I think that's probably where COVID twenty is going to break out. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> oh god, they'll be testing on whole can chickens. What is it even called? Oh my god, chicken that... in a can. Is, I think we is should it buy called one. that. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's an idea for your next... James, can you go to the shop and get one? We want to do, do a cook-off now. Food Review Club, chicken in a can. <laughs> who who, who oh, dies first? I bet you can make it nice, though. <laughs> make it, do you reckon I can make it nice? I reckon I could, actually. You could. That's a feature. That's a feature. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I, I think it was Michael McIntyre that did um, one of his shows. He got Michael Pierre White and um, Michelle Rue Jr. to use their... Went, like Basically raided their fridge in their own house... <laughs> And then recooked it for them in the restaurant, and they were eating it, going, "Oh my god, it's really good!" And it's their own food; they're eating it. It's amazing. <laughs> no way. I, think, I think we could do that. I reckon we could go and buy a Frey Bento's pie and bits and bobs. Yeah, and it's make amazing. It and see what if you people do people's, it. It's amazing what you can do to people's palates if you dress something up a little bit differently and serve yeah. it with a little bit of je ne sais quoi. They call it um, rolling a shitting glitter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, Just going back to your um, sausage in a tin of beans thing, we've had we briefly had this debate um, on the way here. I genuinely think that some foods, the better quality you go, the worse it gets. And this only applies to a few things. Mm -hmm. mm, For me, I agree. sausages, I, I, I really enjoy a good sausage, don't get me wrong. But there's a, sometimes a feeling if you want a sausage sarnie in the morning, where you, you said you don't want sausage in a, sou a sourdough bacon roll. Absolutely rub. not. Do you understand me? There's like, sometimes you just want a wool sausage like that. When you think about sausage roll, it's yeah. It's like I when when it comes to like certain things. Like if someone said, "Oh, this is I've made my own ketchup," you're like, 
Nah. Where's my Heinz? Yeah. You give me my Heinz. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. But then there's the budget stuff. You know, you go to some some chicken shops, they have yeah. that kind of vinegary, like, yeah. ectoplasm mm. yeah. ketchup. That it's really, like a synthetic. Oh, that's just, no, because it can go like too, too far. Yeah. You can yeah. go too far. Yeah. So there is that middle ground. But I do, like, when it comes to sausage sandwich or bacon sandwich, don't give me sourdough. Give me a lovely Kings Mill or mm. what's the Wolberton's? Yes. Wolberton's toasted. Like a, oh. a farmhouse. Who do you think mm. is winning the bread game right now? Because uh, I'm a I'm a bread lover, mm. and one week one week I'm Wolberton's, then I'll have a loaf of Kings Mill. I think geez, I think they're coming back. I think for me Wolberton's. I want to say it now. I want to pin my flag to the mast. I think Wolberton's edge it for me slightly. Yeah. Have you had the Wolberton's Tiger loaf? Oh my god, yes. It is. That, that, that was that, an electric salted Lurpak. Oh my days. It is Stop. just and I think you feel okay. Bread porn. <laughs> I know, we, you re- go... we really appreciate as a couple, we really appreciate bread and butter as well. Yeah. It's one thing, like you can't skimp and save on that sort of stuff. Don't go shit. Sorry. You're right. Don't go to the, the crap the worst of the bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not none of that. Um, what about, okay, we're going to, what do you think a burger should be served in? Brioche, demi-brioche, sub-roll, um, floured seeded bun, what do you like? I think, it, I think, it, I think uh, it, it, it really depends. I think there's a time and place for all of them. Mm. We, I, with a burger, I love, it has to stand up to the juices and the sauce mm. for me, um, which is important. So if, if, it, if we've been to a few places where the, the, the bottom half of the bun just completely capitulates in your hand. It's not cut out for the job. No. It might taste nice. You say, oh, this is a good bun. It's not, it's not fit for purpose. But some places, depending if it's how juicy the... You know, like a Five Guys, it's quite a dry burger. It's not particularly mm. messy. Your burger today was juicy. There was sauce running all over it. If you had a bun that wasn't up to it, it'd fall to pieces in your hands. But your bun was, it was firm. It was steady. Yeah, yeah. You had, you've got like a hybrid bun, haven't you? What hybrid. Is yeah. it, is, it is a um, demi, demi brioche, but it's not made with butter. Mm-hmm. Um so and it's not got any egg in it but either. Su- but super soft, but mm-hmm. big, big enough and bulky enough to carry the weight of the. It's got no so, egg in it. No, no egg oh. in it. Um, only on the top, on the on the, the glaze. But it's yeah, it's 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 like a double proof. Um, and yeah, it's big, like big bun. Yeah, really, tall bun. But got, when you when you steam them, when you get that little bit of steam, so put water on them. When we're kind of cooking mm. them, we flip them over, put the cheese on, and then when you steam them, um, you obviously cloche them, and that makes them really squidgy on the top, mm. but a bit firm on the bottom. But you have got to toast both sides, and people that don't toast both sides, mm. amateur hour, <sighs> get out, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Pack your stuff up and leave. <laughs> um, pack your shit up and fuck off. Yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, I'm big. So what, uh, one of the things, because obviously you're you're obviously doing the, the the podcast on me, but I'm was so excited to oh, have you bring, here. Bring the questions on. I Come know. On. I'm like I'm like, and I think <laughs> I think any any all viewers always want to uh, because I see the comments, I see all your comments, and people say stuff, and you get about because you have a huge following, and you can't yeah. answer everyone. But one of the one of the things is like what in terms of like going to all these places and seeing all these things. What is the what is the worst thing you've ever had? And like, and have you, has, you, has it gone live or is it still in yeah, the bag? We've, we've, um, we've had quite a few, haven't we, Jess? Yeah, like bad t- takeaways. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few. A couple we haven't put out, have we? Yeah, no. Why? Why? It's, it's, you, we, we, have to, we have to make a... Um, <laughs> yeah. We, it got to... It, it, Tom, the videos at the beginning started getting some pretty big traction. So straight away, we knew we had an air of responsibility about our work. Mm, you know, like sure. we could we could potentially have a bad takeaway, but it could be a one-off, and we, that review could be catastrophic for. That's what for, I mean. So I'm not just willy-nilly, you know, going out there and, and bashing people. We've always tried to look for the the silver. Uh, what am I trying to say? Trying to look for the positives. Exactly. <clears throat> Anywhere we go. 
Yeah. Mm. So say something was cheap and not particularly expensive, I'd say it was high high value or something. You know, like you know, we would always try. Mm-hmm. Some of the bad ones we've had though, you think to yourself, this, if we put this out, it could really switch their lights off. Definitely. And they've and got I, bills I, to pay, they've got families, and they might have just had a bad day, so I'm not gonna, you know. Exactly. It's a really tough call. I think I think with I think with um with, with having you know the the industry as it is at the minute, even like some of the biggest journalists in the country have now said they won't, they just won't put the review out. And I think it's it's an honourable thing to do. And I think it's, it's really tough, though, isn't it? Because if you only put out the good stuff, then how can you have, build a exactly? exactly. Yeah. So it's a really difficult place to be. Like we did, I'll say we did one in Hunstanton, and that this is where I will say if I feel it's particularly misleading overpriced or I'm happy to go down that road, but I won't be personal about them or anything like that. We yeah. did one of the fish and chip shop. Um, I can't, I'm not waiting to say the name. It was on, I can't remember what it's called, but it was on the, it was like, on the main on thing. The promenade bit. It was Tom. I don't know what to say. It was crap. It was a tiny portion, really overpriced. They didn't do it. And the guy that trained them there, but messaged me and said, yeah, there was, it looked terrible. I can't believe that's what they're doing. And I think they deserved it. Mm. And actually they, it probably should have been a, it really wasn't that bad. Was it? it was, I think no. it was like a mid-seven or something. And I wasn't particularly, it could have been better sort of thing. Sure. But I gave them loads of sort of feedback on it. And they should have spun it around and maybe invited me back. Instead, they chose to be, be quite, uh, send a lot of yeah. aggressive emails. Uh, and I, I agree. I agree. I think people need to have points. Like we have, in this country, we have more, well, in London, we have more restaurants mm. um, than there is anything else. In mm. terms of bars, in yeah. terms of... Um, convenience stores, there are more restaurants collectively than anything. Mm. Now, in in the mid-90s, there was a massive reshuffle of restaurants. It really had a massive change because there was the first recession and it, and it really did change things. Now, with, with COVID happening, I personally feel, as um, someone who's trying to look after my staff, want to pay them more, um, and with rents and rates and all those things going up, I, I really do feel that there, there should be, there is a reshuffle happening. And the people that don't give a monkeys about the product they put out and don't give a monkeys about their staff mm. and just see food being a cash cow for mm. everyone, there are I, some conglomerates. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult because I do, I do see the, the you know, the, the some burger shops or some restaurant or whatever it is. I'm not going to name names on it, but I do see them and I'm just going, you do not care what you put out. You just see this as yeah, that's making re- money that's, and exploiting that's people. That's really important to us as well. And, the, you know, we've been to so many takeaways now, Tom, that I can see it straight away. You know, like mm. maybe at the beginning said, who is this guy? I've got no credibility. But now we've probably touched a thousand it's reviews. Nuts. There's not many people in the country that have been to that amount of takeaways. So, you know, we do have a... <laughs> that was we, a good thing. <laughs> we do have a sort of a finger on the pulse of what's normal. Like when I try your food today... It's just not fucking normal. It's just like so far above and beyond what other people are putting out. I, I, I'm not afraid to give it the score I've given today. I'll, I'll say it without even quivering Thank when you. I say it because it's just not normal. And then you go to someone else and you think, you know, I'm not even fucking trying. Yeah, yeah. It's crap. Sure. And I, that's why I don't mind, you know. But think, it is tough. Yeah. It is really tough. Because we're all about trying to f- uncover the hidden gems and these and these foodie hotspots, so we say. But well, we wanna, that's we wanna, one thing I like. Is... We want to re- review all types of food and it's however it comes. Well, whatever of, shapes and sizes, whatever price point, that's well, what, you know. Well, one of my favourite places, in, and this is another thing, is like you've got, when you look at like Hot Dinner's um, website or you look at um, Code App and all these different, they're always talking about the next hot thing, so you've got a PR agency <coughs> behind them, okay? But then there's the unsung heroes, right? There's these places that well, are off the beaten track, nobody knows about that are legendary. Now, there's yeah. a place in Campbell. They're the best, aren't they, though? Oh, my God. There's like, in... se- it's like secrets. You have to like you have to know the code word to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so... There's a little door and it's like that. You go down. <laughs> um, and one of my, my favourite places um, in, 
in in London. It's a place in Camberwell, and James R, wonderful video, videographer, James Moore over there. Shout out to James. Hello, mate. Um, Hi, James. He. We also share the love of this place, and it's called Silk Road, right? Oof. Now. Good name. Oof. It's yeah, great name, great name. The staff in there are just like. Don't give a shit. So this anyone. is sorry, Tom. This is like a uh, this is exclusive. Yeah, this is exclusive. Well, is this like a genuine? We've not been there ever, Jess. Don't know anything no, about no. this. This is a genuine. Un, get your pe- oh, if you listen at home. Silk you're road. driving. Pull over. Open the notes on your phone. If you've got <laughs> if you've got an Apple product, it's the notes. If you I don't know if you've got Samsung, I don't know what you're going to be putting on. But open this down and write this write this down. What Tom's about in. to say. Get it in. So Silk Road is a um, it's a northern Chinese restaurant that does hand-pulled noodles. So a hand-pulled Ooh. noodle is where you stretch it, stretch it out and it gets all elasticated and they're really, really thick and they, it's a, quite spicy. It's got chasuan in there but they use a little bit of offal in the food but they use like, they smoke ducks in there and they Duck. cook pig's heads yes. and shred them but and do these mad dumplings and it is costs nothing. You'll go in there with a tenner and come up with change. It is mental. Wow. And, and they, is and it they, big? What is it? Like no, a tiny, it's tiny little, 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 tiny little place with like a few tables. Isn't it, Jane? It's just got... Yeah, it's just got these, um, it's, but it's always packed. There's a queue around the corner, and nobody was really like. It's it's kind of in the know. Like you go, you've been Silk Road. There, people go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, they know about food. If someone goes up in Silk Road, you go, right, they're they're. Now I'm legends. sitting. I'm feeling out of the loop now. I know. We yeah, but we're not Londoners you... though. We're not. We're not. We're not Londoners. We have a finger off the poles around here. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not from London. It's fine. If I yeah. if I said to you, what, you know, your end, you'll you'll give me the best recommendation. Chicken licking and St. Ives, bosh. Is it? Spicy potatoes after ten Just... pints, best thing ever. Is it? Is that the one? No. No. Do you know what? One of, what? What is one of your? Do you have any? Because I have a hack, right? I have a, one of my favourite hacks. No, and this is one of one of one of the most flank dishes come from me being wasted, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I just go, oh, I'm going to make that. Um, and one of my favourite things to do on a night out is not go to good, not go to a kebab shop. And I will tell you why, right? I love a kebab, mm. but I find the wraps always are let down. Okay. Always, right? Yep. Okay. So, right, go and get a naan bread, right, and then go in the kebab shop with it. Change your life forever. So you go really? to hang on, oh hang on. Let's, my let's break god! So you go, you go yeah. to. <laughs> so you're like you're multi-vending your own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't mind if it's your mate. You know, it's the one. You know, it's the one who goes. Yes, you know, he knows who you are. That, Where you do know, you get your naan from? Just like the one opposite. So the one opposite. When I used to live ah. in Brighton, Preston Street, right? Yeah, There yep, was yep. a kebab shop next door to the Indian, right? Yeah, yeah. And they kind of knew each other. They knew me, right? Go in because I had the pub around the corner. I used to go and pissed. And I'll, and I'll pick up the like, naan, just plain naan, or get a garlic naan. Oh, Never yeah. do it with a peshwari naan, because no, you'll be nuts. No, Who does no, that? no, no, that's no. It's just overload. Guess, garlic, guess, garlic, 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 garlic naan. Right? Get that right, fresh, big one. Then go into the kebab house, they go, yep, yeah, no worries, and they just load it up. Yeah. It will change your life forever. It's yeah, one it's of so the best better. hacks. Oh, yeah. And you can do that with anything. You can have, you got you got um, barbecue around, yeah? Don't get the buns. Just go on to delivery, order 10 naan breads, and then chuck it all in there. Yeah. Naan breads are literally the best thing to wrap things in. Because <laughs> you have it cooked in the, the tandoor, it gives you the most intense, oh, it's great. sort it's of crispy crust. crunch, yes. and then oh. that bark on the outside with fluffy, mm, fluffy bread, fast it is cooked. The one. Like you, you get tortilla wraps. There's blister, blister like points as well when you crunch into it, and it breaks it's in your mouth. Best. Yeah, it's the one. Well, there you go, you guys. Just, That's just Tom's, get Tom's tips. Tom's tips. Or go, or just to start with this, when next time you order an Indian, Order the tandoor chicken pieces, get a bit mm. of mint yogurt, bit of mango chutney, bit of lettuce, wrap it up. You can do it from the same place mm-hmm. and let you go from there. Then you start building okay, more. Okay, okay, getting then confidence take, up. Exactly, and then start building. But naan bread is one of my favourite hacks. Now I want to ask you, go ahead, tell me some of the hacks you've got. Similar, oh, similar, similar to yours, similar to yours. I, I love mixing the chilli sauce and a garlic. 
sorry, the mint dip. Right, is it Lorita? Lorita, yeah. yeah. With the with the chili as well. Mm. That that sauce together. You know, you dip one, dip the yeah. other. Well, that's nice together. Put it together. Massive. Put it's it in one. I do. I gotta say though, with 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 Indian restaurants, why do they all have the same dessert menu? You know that plastic penguin. <laughs> yeah. Do they still going? do that? Do they yeah, still do that? Yeah, and it all. They it's, do. Right? It's like coconuts filled with like <laughs> orange ice have, cream. I swear they go all to the same person. Yeah, it's they the do. The dessert yeah, man right. comes around in the truck, time to buy the desserts. <laughs> all but frozen goods. It's it's it's. <laughs> I absolutely love. Um, I think Chinese and Indian cuisine for me is right up there in, in for my palate. Oh, I me love too. the it's diversity the of Thai food's mine. Oh, isn't Ooh, it all amazing? Yeah. Thai food. Oh, man, there's a place called the Begging Bowl in Peckham. Fuck me. Like mm. they, the, I'd say, I'd say the Begging Bowl. Been smoking goat. No. Okay. Chicken wings from there. Blow your blow your mind. Yeah. yeah. Chicken wings from there. I can't say. Yeah. James knows. James knows everything, you know. See, he does. He's, he's the man. <laughs> um, smoking goat wings, unbelievable. Um, there's another place called um, Somsa that um, um, a, a great chef, um, my mate John, he he was there um, for years, and he started his own thing called Anglo Thai, and they they just understand flavour. Mm. Not like you know, because you get the same mm. of like green curry, whatever, but they've just taken it to the next level. But like with any takeaways and 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 sort of fast food, there's I think a lot of the UK were brought up on their Friday and Saturday night be going to the local Chinese or the local Indian, mm. and I'm not saying they're all terrible because a lot of them are great, but there's there's a sub level of like elite Chinese and Indians as well. Mm. Like and we, I didn't really didn't experience any of these to be just. Mm. We've been to a few of these places now, and it's like wow, I thought. My entire fucking adult life that that was what a takeaway was from an Indian or a Chinese, and now we've gone to some of these other places. Like man, the game has changed. It has. And the I game think, has changed. I think there's that backbone of um, like Cantonese cooking and Indian oh, cooking, just... but that is still like there's something so humble about it, and they're the bread and butter to fast, people's lives. Fast cooking. Well, I, I take take um, John from Dumpling Shack, right? So his his I believe his parents had. Um, um, Chinese takeaways growing up, and that's that's his um, heritage, his background, and the reason why he, I assume, he cooks today. And they, these places are the backbone to community. Mm. They are, they they are integral. They haven't they haven't changed much um, in terms of what they do, and they stick to what they do best. Mm. And when it's done right, and I'm telling you, when it's done right, when you have a portion of fried rice done right, or you have. Um, I don't know, anything. It's electric, like, isn't it? It's it is so much. unbelievable. And you just like, and they, these people have been in these kitchens. Like, mm. you look at the work ethic between, um, from different nationalities, yes. the work ethic they put in. I cannot, I cannot say anything. They, they work so hard. They, and, and it runs through the family and it's unbelievable to see. And I, and I take my hat off to them. I can't, I look at some, you know, us Brits, unfortunately, some of us are pretty lazy and, and, and these, you know, it's, the backbone to these people, I, I, they, they came over. A lot of them came over here with nothing and and saw a gap in the market with food. Yeah. Um. And 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 I smashed it and still to this day smash it. And yeah, big shout out to those guys. We're, we're, we're probably at the stage now. We've, we're at generational kitchens and some mm. of these places are now like th two or three generations deep. And it's just like they've built such a legacy in their communities, haven't they? Oh, it's madness. They're, it's like, they're, like, they're like actually like icons. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And I think, <laughs> I think, I hope, I hope the. The kind of the industry of the, the kind of elitist and and the, the, um, I guess to a degree like this sort of um, gentrification that's happened with like you know the likes of Dishim and and they're they're amazing you know and they're they're big chains and you've got um, well, hackers and stuff like that and they're kind of they are beautiful in what they've done and whatever but 
I don't think they're ever going to crush the humble beginnings of um, backbone, old school kind of cooking. Mm. Well, um, we, it's not quite what you're saying, but very similar. We went out to the, to Nusret, as you probably saw. Yes. And then after, it's kind of bit, had a bit of a moment. It was in the rain. We went to the Halal guys for a review. We've pricked a bit of a nightmare. We'll just backtrack a little bit. We went there about two weeks ago to re did a review there. The file corrupted, audio audio corrupted so we had to go back oh, no. so we're, like, we're in town we obviously went for a nice expensive lunch mm. at, at Nusret I went to Halal Guys and after the review I just was well, bearing in mind I already had a big fucking lunch <laughs> just eating this food in the rain out of a metal tin I had my my rice my beef my chicken uh, the hot sauce the white sauce the veg all on top and I just I was just sitting there and this was fucking eight quid I was just like <laughs> how on earth yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. no but yeah. I was just like this is. I was just like. I was like. This is me. It's mega I right. loved it's, it. It's just. One. It's just great. It's just great. And I think that's what you're touching on there. That there's there's, there's an element of uh, ease and it's just humble. It's just, just humble. That's a great they're, word. They're, yeah. They're just being. They're just doing. What it just they hits the spot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, and and if I ever have the opportunity to go to you know, be invited to these people's houses and have their food in their uh, home kitchen, is an honour. Um, I've had it a few times in my life, and it's just just fantastic because. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you now, they don't know what turkey dinosaurs are. They have no idea what they are. <laughs> what about you. turkey twizzlers? No, yeah, well, of course. But, but what I want you to say, you just touched on um, Nusserat. What was that like? I think it was good. Uh, I'll, the, the full review will explain all, but I, I fuck it. This it's, will probably or, go, it's already going to be, be out. It's already out this already? Be, oh, I can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, there we, there we go. There we go. I can talk about it. Okay. I left Tom confused because I didn't really know what happened. I was eight nine hundred and eighty. Feels like he's just been touched up by out of pocket. By but it was the same. It was. <laughs> we were close. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> he's very hands on. Is he? The whole experience is very hands on. They're very yeah. in like, your food. He's tight. I I saw a picture of him with you, and you're you're big, but you're like me, big. You're a big bloke. And he looks like a like a. Is it looks like a jockey, actually, Yeah. You said yeah. you were like, do you want to go and have a picture of him? I was like, no, because I look like a giant next to him. <laughs> It was a strange experience, wasn't it? It was strange. It was. It was. It was something. We're glad, I'm glad we did. Yeah. But look, I haven't been. Be I haven't been about particularly them. nice. I've been a bit controversial, shall we say? About okay. It's my job to to review this stuff and to have an opinion on the matter. It came out that he was opened his restaurant, and then the first thing we all see is a is a receipt for the best part of two and a half grand. <gasps> you know, have you seen that? Yeah, I saw that with, with mental. With went, like eleven pound Red Bulls and you know yeah. just crazy stuff, ten pound cokes and stuff. And uh, I think the thing everyone. Is, it, it, you go to anywhere in Knightsbridge. I've got to say, I'm sorry, but yeah. anyone watching this, it's in Knightsbridge. His rent exactly, is going to yeah. be yeah. like close to a mil a year, I reckon. Mm. Um, like, don't get me wrong. If you put that, re if that restaurant was in Hull, for instance, yeah, I would be a little bit like, <laughs> could you come on, sorry, could you imagine the people <laughs> of Hull? Oh yeah. goodness! That would be firebombed in about <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> It'd be they empty. Yeah. It'd be empty. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't charge those prices, and then they wouldn't need to, though, him. would they? No, they wouldn't need to. But he's positioned himself in that area, exactly. knowing that he can do that. And exactly. and I get it. Don't don't get me wrong. I would never. I would absolutely crucify someone for charging over the price of what something costs. Yeah. But. But with the industry, with the kind of climate we're in, like food does need to go up, and mm. you probably don't even realise that VAT's gone up by seven and a half percent. Yeah, no one really knows. No one like oh, which is effectively your profit. You know, like when you're working mm. to such tight margins, overhead stuff, mm. blah blah blah. That seven and a half percent is a big fucking yeah. deal. 
That's it. But I think with this guy, when when I see him worth millions very, very quickly, and then, you know, if whatever the staff are on, if they're on it, I would call him out on that. You know, if it was, if I knew he was making loads of money off the benefit of others, yes. then I would. But in being in the area, it is, I'm kind of so like... So the, the restaurant manager came over and obviously we were filming. We, and this is kind of funny. We just turned up. Obviously, Jess was like, we're going to tell them we're filming? Because I wanted to fucking know, we're going to load out on our... We wasn't paid for, wasn't gifted, we paid. Yeah. So I wanted to go, let's walk away from this with digital assets. I needed, I needed pictures, videos, content from inside, um, inside the restaurant. We didn't know how to play it. Because if you turn up and just say, hey, guys, I'm going to film today. Mm. Is that okay? And they say, no, you're completely out of it. Yeah. I said, I'd rather turn up. I was mic'd up and we just sat down. Obviously, Callum had his camera in his particularly long lens. Um, <laughs> and we just went for it. And it was kind mm. of, they come over and said, are you, are you filming like YouTube? And I was like, fucking here we go. I was like, yeah, we are. And they said, yeah, no problem. They boom, straight away. And he actually took me over to the meat counter and they said, yeah, go on, let's wow. have a look. Explained the meat, explained the cuts. And Where does even meat come from? Do you remember? It was a, it's Australian Wagyu. Wow. So um, that's that's what they told us anyway. Everything's Australian Wagyu. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, the experience had an element of drama and theatre to it. You know, like when he comes over and does it at your table, it's very intense. Is there... Because he's there for a bit, but when he's not going to stay there forever. No. Do they get lookalikes of him? I think so. We <laughs> like... had, no, I'll explain this. So we had the baklava, and right. it was like his deputy came in. Amazing. So wasn't it true, Was he wearing the glasses? No, well? he wasn't, but he had a big tash. He oh, did have an element of ramaz, razzmatazz about himself, <laughs> and he, he, he chopped up Pistachios my... Pistachios down his arm. <laughs> he, look, he, he chopped up... It's in the video. He chopped up my baklava, and I don't think I've ever had a more molested piece of food in my entire life. Wow. It's like, I don't play with the food that much. It was crazy. But my overall conclusion was it was cool that he was there, but if he wasn't there, I think it would have been a very different story. Yeah. The steak was... My steak was 385 quid. You know, that's a little bit lumpy, but fair enough. We're in 380 nice pounds. Yes. And what was the weight of it? It was a tomahawk. Do some maths whilst we're here. It was a, do a tomahawk. tomahawk. It, was a, it, was a, it was a Salt Bay special one tomahawk. A kilo? Probably under that. Yeah, under that, probably. 100 grams. It was for one person, wasn't it? Was it was big. Maybe, uh, let's just say a kilo. Let's say a kilo. I, I don't know. Um, but the rest of it, Tom, mm -hmm. was fairly underwhelming. Wow. The sides turned up. And because you're waiting for him to cut the steak, it kind of went a little bit cold. You know, Callum, our videographer, shout out to Pug Shoots behind the, behind the lens today. He had some spinach, so that was cold. The mash felt like the sort of mash you would get out of a packet. I'm not sure what it's saying it is or it isn't, mm -hmm. but it's, it comes in a sort of like looky-likey... Uh, skillet. Skillet, mm -hmm. which is cold, not hot, which made it the food it instantly went cold. And it was like, yes, it was good, but not £1,000 lunch good. No. Well, Do you understand me? It was like the steak was outstanding, loved it, but it was definitely a bit of a like, mm, I'm not quite sure about this. And obviously, <laughs> London is full of incredible restaurants to go for lunch. Would I go back? No, but I'm glad I did it to tick it off. And now I've got an informed opinion about it because I was very negative about it all. I'm the same. I'm on the fence. People said to me, fence. oh, I can't believe you've gone there because after what you've been saying, all this stuff. And I said, listen, it was in the, it's in the news. It's my job to go there, really. I want to cover this stuff. I want to form my own opinion on it. What were the toilets like? I didn't go to the toilet. They were gold. They were gold. Wrapped in gold. Hang on. Callum, toilet what paper, gold. Toilets? Callum kicked off about the toilets. Did you? Yeah. So, what, what, let did me you just say break this down. shit wipe? Standard shit toilet. He said everything oh, in the wow. toilet was gold, but they didn't go for the... So, what you're saying is that the, the actual, gold, the actual uh, wasn't toilet, gold toilet was white. 
Standard white toilet. Had, and there you go. They, didn't, they, they, did, they like had school not... toilets. School toilets. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember them? Do you used to do the mungies on the wall? Do you remember doing oh, that? Oh, no. no. Do, you do, do you never did that at school? <laughs> no, what was that? Do you know, we used to get... Did you do that? Where you guys used to get... No one's done... I bet you... One, Everyone's so, shaking their head at the Someone's there used to get the paper, right? And you used to mush it up so it was all wet and then you used to throw it on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm going to do in his restaurant. Yeah. If he charges me a thousand pounds. But I think I just did some. I just did some maths on it actually. So, average Wagyu prices. Mm. Um, I've used Wagyu. I actually use X Dairy in my restaurant. Um, I use Belted Galloways. Mm-hmm. Use Dexter's. But su- like Sussex Wagyu, you can get Sussex Wagyu crosses, um, which are in this country I really believe that chefs and restaurateurs should be using British beef. Um, rather than using stuff for all over the country, A, mm. because the air miles on it, and B, we yeah, all support yeah, yeah, our yeah. farmers. Um, but the maximum price I would pay for a ribeye um, for Wagyu, like Wagyu Cross, be about 40 quid. 40 pounds max. Is, like, is that to you? To, to, me as a, to me as a chef, yeah, that'd right. be the most. Usually I'm paying like about 26 pounds a kilo on most other ribeyes. Um, and the way you do the maths on it is you times by five, okay? Mm. So he's li- literally looking at about 76 pounds a kilo. For his ribeye, and then times that by five, which is three hundred and eighty quid. If it was a kilo steak, mm-hmm. I can guarantee he's not paying seventy six pound a kilo. Yeah, 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 right. So he's he's multiplying that by a factor of eight, of seven to eight, which I personally feel is too expensive. However, he's in Knightsbridge. He's in Knightsbridge and whatever. So you've got to ask yourselves these questions. And he has that. And if it was a brand new restaurant that had never existed, would he be able to get away with that price? Is probably not because he's a global superstar on Instagram exactly. and whatnot. You can get away with anything. It was kind of. It's a bit like Supreme. Never... Will you wear Supreme? Yeah, I yeah, wear Supreme. Yeah. All it is is a T-shirt with that name on it. Yeah, £200 yeah. T-shirt. It's that sort <laughs> of Who's the nonsense. People are you know, really attacking him. But maybe rightly so. I'm not defending him. But who's the mug? It's him or the, everyone that wants to go there. You know, I, I've been, wanted to go and I must admit it was kind of cool seeing yeah, him chop, I, chopping I, our steak up. If he wasn't there though, would the experience have been 10% Imagine if it was it? a video with a robot. Yeah, just like, a video on yeah. the screen and goes, like, I'm, I'm the salt bay. <laughs> <laughs> that robotic cobra comes out. And then the comes out and just crushes him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's a movie. That's a movie. Ribbonator versus yeah. Salt Bay. Oh, that's just going to be. That's a film. And it's, I could should do a collab with him. Could you yeah. imagine it? That'd be good. If you if you're watching, down? if you're watching, um, get in touch. Um, we'll make stuff happen. If you're watching Salt Bay, yeah. I Look, we I think we've launched the podcast. Has gone to like number twenty nine in the arts or something like. I don't think he's watching this just yet. <laughs> but maybe by no. episode like two hundred, he might have to scroll back and I'll say, hey, hey, nice Could see you imagine him on Could Big you go Brother? And watch episode number three. I'd love yeah. to see him on Big Brother or like Love Island. So, I love uh, Island. I'd love it. To, I'd love it to see him on there. Be the best. Also, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Imagine him on that. Best. <laughs> I've never seen him talk, actually. I was just going to say, I think one of us actually spoke like, to him. I tried to engage I conversation. I don't think he speaks much English. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's Turkish, isn't he? I think he's, he's English. Is, from what I've heard, his English is okay. Oh, right. oh is it? Yeah, he's, just, yeah. he's basically just a Charlie Chaplin of meat. Yeah. Just doesn't say anything. But I think he's um, yeah. started as a butcher, and I think he's, I think he's done well yeah, for yeah. himself. He's, his knife skills are pretty good. I'm from, just not into that blue knife. What, yeah. <laughs> that blue plastic from knife. What I've, from what I've heard, though, he's like a, a small percentage shareholder, basically the face of the business. Right. Obviously, it's, obviously, obviously, it's his name, yes. Oh. And he's backed by some big billionaires in Turkey that, that bankrolled the entire thing, from what I've heard. Yes, they've gone, to, they've gone to New York, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're everywhere. There's like one in yeah, Dubai. One, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. He's, he's opened up in Britain, London now. He's, wow. he's, he's bankrolled, bankrolled by some billionaires, some Turkish billionaires, I think. Mental. Really big timers, yeah. He's got a book out. Not sure. Let's have a look. Not sure. But it's, it is mental. Um, How to sprinkle salt by Nusret. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 
But he does, um, I think... It was an interesting topic of debate, you know, like... Uh, no, he hasn't got a book out. No book. Um, <laughs> he has He has just done... No, who is Salt Bay? Kindle edition. That's it. <laughs> nothing. Um, <laughs> no, there's nothing here. Just loads of pictures of him. Loads. We you, can, you get a calendar. Yeah. Get a calendar of him. There was everyone. So when he came over to everyone's table... All everyone did. No one looked at him. They just put it on their phone. It was like something to be like. Yeah, it's. That's what it's it is. That, that's why that people go Instagram in. Instagram generation of where is it Instagramable? Well, I had pictures. Yeah. We took pictures. It was kind of to. I don't know. It's, it kind of was cool, to be fair. Mm. Literally every table, as soon as they came over, quick, get your phones out, record yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's the most Instagramable thing you've, um, you've, you've taken a picture of? What's, I don't know. I don't like, know. We like, did. Oh, that sandwich sandwich. They're really Instagramable, aren't they? Yeah, have you seen them? Who? Sandwich, it's a sandwich shop. shop in Bristol. Okay. Incredible. Is it really good? I'm I'm going to Bristol soon. So. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. please stop there. Please. Just, I'll go down and, and. It's the best sandwich I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. yeah. It's the best sandwich. I've, <laughs> oh, have you been incredible. to Dom Subs? Oh, yeah. Dom we Sub have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very, very similar. So sandwich sandwich is like Dom Subs, but better. Okay. Amazing. And are you going to be going um, away abroad at any point? Yeah, we'd love to. In a New York trip That's, or something? No. We, 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 yes. That was my first idea. But I think for the first one, we're going to go. I'd like to go to Buffalo. Yeah. New York and yeah. work my way down to New York, sort of snaking down the, the East Coast. Oh, Jesus. So look, yeah, look at that. Snaking down Abs the East Coast, maybe mm -hmm. getting into the deep south for some barbecue. Maybe wow, you're massive Atlanta. tour then. It's, it's a, I think it's a 10-day like a trip and end up in Miami. Wow, okay. Get, rent a car. So I'm us coming. Th us three together. You do a, Four. Do a collab. Four. Um, <laughs> Have we, could... we got space in the car for their lenses? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's very difficult, guys. There's a lot of things you don't understand about coming away. When you have two videographers, a lot of lens talk, a lot of like looking at each other from across the room. Exactly. You know, like, Too much. Like, they, extend, they like get oh, the extenders out. Stop. Changing their shutter speed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we can't. Well, I think I think it'd be amazing to see you go on tour. And do, you do, think, do you think that the overseas reviews would work? Definitely. Definitely. I think, I think, they I think they'd work. And I think it'd be good for... Um, not that everyone's going to be like, as soon as you've done, well, it'd be amazing if everyone watched your review and goes straight away, booking a ticket, we've got to go there. That'd be, <laughs> so, that'd be, so, that'd be so amazing to see. No, we've, we've, we're trying to revolve the page, Tom, into being people like, last week we had some loads of great feedback about the podcast. Obviously it did come out on the day that Facebook decided to fucking explode. Oh my <laughs> so God. The views weren't, yeah. weren't great, but people, <laughs> yeah. but people uh, reacted really positively to it. But a few people were like, mm. oh, what are you doing? You, oh, this guy's got... Stick said, to your food Yeah, stick to your... Like, come on. But when I started oh, really? food reviews, people said, Tom, we just stopped. So we're not going to do that. We're that. But we're trying to create a, a, a food uh, channel audience where you know you can come to hear, see and feel great food content and that's all yeah. it's about I think anyone that watches my reviews probably only doesn't want to see me bravening on they just want to see great food yeah I think I think essentially that's that's what it is I think it's really really important for how you. much food can you really eat you know yeah and of course you're, what you're doing is you're, you're doing a positive thing you're letting people see what, what's out there the hidden gems making um, people aware of what's, what to eat what's good to eat um, the affordability mm. of it and, and just having a bit of fun yeah, yeah. well that's, that's lovely to say Tom thank you it's it's funny because it has evolved into a business for us now, but essentially behind it all is still the love for doing it. And I love um, not performing, that's a strong word, but being on camera, yeah. you know, not as, as, you know, I like doing my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it actually makes me feel alive when I'm doing it, Tommy. I, I absolutely love it. If I'm feeling down or 
a bit lost for if we have a few days outside reviewing. I'd, I want to say, just go on, let's go out and do reviewing. Really picks that's up. That's lovely spirits. to know. So it's, there's a oh, couple it's, as well. It's electric, mm. you know, when we go oh, out and do it. It's a nice dynamic. Although Jess does get all the cold food, I've got to say. Like, bless her. <laughs> yeah, no. you, what, you, there's been, if, I was watching the other one about the lobster the other day. That, that, um, oh my God, yeah. Don't thing. get restarted. Honestly, that, Dave was, from THC Radio. So we went pretty. <laughs> pr- Jess, obviously, well, look, I'm going to say it now. Jess went in pretty hard. Tom, <laughs> she really, she really went for him. Oh, and and uh, I think someone tagged Dave from THC Radio. We haven't in had, the clip. had a comment from Dave yet. Dave, have we? Dave's Dave gone, comment now. Dave's <laughs> gone. Hey, well, Dave, if you if you're listening from THC Radio, we would like to apologise. <laughs> I'm going to say that on behalf of Jess. Yeah, she I'm didn't sorry, mean it about Dave. the lobster. Uh, if you could get in contact, let us know you're right. Let us know you're doing well. Um, say again. Do you have his number? Oh my god! We, we phone him, him now. Phone oh my god! Put it on here. Yeah. Phone him. Have you got the clip? Have you got the um phone him now. This is this works. You can One get second. them through like radio. One second. We can actually get Dave on it now. What what adapter do I <laughs> what need? Button? I need what a I need a, I need an aux lead. Have you got an aux lead that goes into your phone? Who carries an aux right, lead let's get these days? Let, next, I want to do it. With, uh, I think you can do it on loudspeaker like that. That's the old way of doing it, isn't it? That would work. Go on then. Let's get him on. James James oh not an audio god. technician. Get him on. Are you serious? Put my loudspeaker. He's going to be live on air, and it's going to be yeah, radio, on, radio on the podcast. It's going to be like he, Inception. Jess, are you going to speak to him? I don't know. I, he might not have even seen Here it. Here we go. Is, this, is it ringing? Dave, THC Radio. Cool. How to do, lads? Here so we go. Speaker. Here we go. Android. Guys, it's ringing. It's ringing. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Hello. Hello, Dave. Yeah, what's going on, bro? Dave, it's Matt from Food Review Club. Yeah, hello. What are you saying? You good? How's it going? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Dave, yeah. you're you're actually yeah. you're actually live on the podcast right now. No, what's going on? <laughs> are you <laughs> good? Jokes. Um, Jokes. Yeah. Uh, so Jess wants to say something to you. <laughs> Go, on. Go on, Jess. Dave, did you watch the? Um, have you watched any of the podcasts? I haven't seen the first podcast. No, I need to check it out, man. Okay. I've been in Amsterdam. <laughs> no, that's all right. I um, I went in pretty hard on you, she Dave. Said you ate all, she, she said you ate all of her lobster. <laughs> good, 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 good. It's all good. <laughs> I was walking around on my feet. Do you yeah, accept right. the apology, Dave? Yeah, of course, man. Oh, God, oh, God bless, Dave. Anyway, look, Thank stay in touch, you. mate. And look, you're, yeah. you're, you're a big feature on the page now, so... <laughs> Yeah, oh, bless, man. Keep <laughs> lobsters. Must have been up against you, didn't it? <laughs> we'll link up soon, mate. Yeah, all right. Cheers, bro. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't know how to turn these gizmos off. <laughs> that is there weird, we go. How was that? How was that, Jess? That was... I can't wait. You just... He was very nice to you. I don't me. think he has seen you going in on him, though. That was... No. I nearly no. actually ad-libbed, like, you You can buy lunch. <laughs> wow. Went for it. Wow. That's yeah. it. I, I don't... I, 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 I like... See, I like sharing food. I've got to say, I'm a bit of a sharer. I like going yeah. to a restaurant and go, we get a bit of that. Oh, yeah. We get a bit of that. We get a bit of that having a share. When I go, and this is, I'll tell you something now. I went out to a, to a dinner f- a few years ago, and it was like 10 of us, and it came to the split in the bill. Oh, God. Now, the way I've been brought up by my old man, mm-hmm. he just goes, cut it down the middle. Doesn't matter what we've had. If you've had two beers, we've had three beers, or that person had a cocktail, yeah. just split it down the middle. That's that's a that's a very honourable thing to do. You just split it down the middle. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about what you've had. It's about sharing the experience exactly. of people. Exactly. Split it. Exactly. Now, when we got all the food and we get a bit of this and we get because it was a, it was a curry house and we got mm. a bit of that. We're sharing mm. that. Whatever. This one guy just goes, I like my biryani and I like my <laughs> boona. 
and and that's all he wanted. Is that how he said it? And I just and I looked at him and I knew what was coming. Yeah, I knew at that moment when he just went, "I want that, want that, want that," and I just want a small cobra beer, and that's all he had. I knew this guy was going to be an absolute nightmare when it came to the bill. Now, when the bill came, finally, um, all there, you know, all getting all getting our cash out or cards mm. out, whatever, just chuck it in the middle. This guy gets his phone out, right, and goes. Oh, it's dead, right? At that point, he goes into his bag and pulls out his iPad and gets Shut the calculator out, up. right? I was like, let's just start a spreadsheet, mate, <laughs> and see what you're doing. And this guy literally worked out exactly what he had and goes, that's all I'm paying. I said, "You well, you have fucked it for everyone because now we've got to pay a little bit different or whatever because we all knew what we were doing at that point and people like that are the worst people alive. What, yeah. um, what would the difference be? He must have paid... Maybe I think there was like four, four four pounds in it. No, but I've had people message me that I've I've let me like a pound or something or at the bar or whatever and go, can you give me that one pound ten back? I've had that. I've had uh, uh, what is going. What, even a, when I've had even when I've had no mind. money in this life, I've, I've never been like I'm always I'm pretty generous. Yeah, with, me too. It's just, it's just mm, come on, man. But there's nothing wrong with. Don't get me wrong. There's always you gotta be careful. You know, like, don't get let people mug you off or anything. But people, mm. when when you know when you get go you know to the bill and they go, I'll pay my bit. I think if you're if you're a curry house, what can really go wrong? I think if you go to a restaurant and someone's ordering Dom P uh, and, yeah. and and the and the steaks and Nusret or Nusret, what do you call it? N- I can't Nusret. say it. Nusret. Nusret. You get the golden tomahawk. Yeah, like, so like that. You, let's split it. You let's guys split it. burger, burger, burger. Uh, gold tomahawk, fifteen hundred quid. <laughs> like, got the right guys. We're gonna split the bill. Yeah, that's different. That's yeah, different. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. though. a curry house. You're fairly safe. Yeah, everyone's yeah, four or five pounds swing. Plus, sharing. He even had a bit of my bloody. Pop-a-dom. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. I saw him take my papa dom, and I was like, I was like, bro, you can take fifty p off that list. Yeah, so I was yeah. just like, I was like. I know they're free because Papa Tom. Like, that's your, I know they're free. The fact that you're having my Papa Tom's, yeah. just uh, are Papa Tom's free? I don't know. I don't think they are. You know. No. No, they're they, You have to pay for them. Do I you? ordered an Indian the other day. Like do I have to pay for the after eight? Though, do you? After eight, get them. That's the only. They're the only places would, where you get the after eight. I'd like I'm, to um, ask you what you're. You're on your own, like in your house, whatever. Oh, Jess, what do you, uh, where's this going? <laughs> Mama, where's this going here? The lights oh, are low. Hey. <laughs> lights are low. No, what Dear do you now. get from I feel like I'm third Chinese? Wheeling. What do you get from a Chinese? Yes. Um, crispy your... beef. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crispy <laughs> beef. Um, f- mushroom fried rice. Mm. Oh, nice. Right. Nice, like nice mush- little difference. I like a mushroom fried rice. Flamboyant. Um, Chesuan <laughs> um, prawns. Oh. It's like a Chesuan prawn mix. Mega. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like a duck, gotta say. Yeah, yeah it's just a good, love... just a good. Do you have your duck before your mains or just all no, in together? I just, whatever. Like, I just all one big. Have you seen the mess. guys that put the have the duck? They put the duck on the fork, dunk it in the hoisin or the plum sauce, and they put the elder pancake to their mouth and fork. Oh, yeah, fork I've seen it that. Straight through the, into the chops. <laughs> that is, that's is erotic. Yeah, yes, it was. They just fork, they fork the, the, uh, the meat into the pancake, which goes into the mouth, bite down, pull out, munch. Jesus. Try it. You that should try be on it certain websites, it. It shouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I do. I, I, I have, and one of the other things is you know, I really like um, the, the uh, my brain's gone blank. Prawn crackers? No. Um, the, um, 
dim sum. I'm obsessed yeah. with Ooh. dim sum. Yeah, yeah, dim, yeah. dim sum is we do we do Balzins kit here at restaurant kits and um, the, the dumplings are just. Mm. I could just eat them. It's a bit like I don't know. It's a bit like popcorn. You just keep going. Yeah, just like and you just don't get full. It's just a, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. another box. Of that is. <laughs> it's, um, what do you have at the cinema? Actually, I've got a story oh. to tell you. Another one. Go on. So recently, I went and watched Bond. Right. Well, the new one. Who, the Bond new one. Who? James Bond. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, thanks. James Bond. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, only is it called an only way to die? Something like that. Uh, yeah. No, that's it. An, a, a, new, a new way? No, it's not. What's it called? A new time to die. Men in black men. No time to die. That's it. No time oh, to die. There. So when I watched the new James Bond film, right, and I was at the at the at the front of the um, so that's all the seats you could get. Um, and they and who the hell, right? We won't go into the finger banging which went on yeah, yeah, during yeah. that. Just but yes, no. that happened. But what I will say, who gets nachos and and hot dogs? No, that's rubbish. Oh no. no. Who does that? Like get sweets, get popcorn, have a nice drink. I don't know. Like, I don't agree with having um, popcorn and sweets together. I like chocolate and popcorn. That kind of That's works. my thing, yeah. I'm into that. Minstrels. Yeah, you're all into that. But Minstrels. I think, like, um, I Minstrels. Know, wine gums. Wine gums and popcorn, <laughs> you're mental. But someone having nachos, hot yeah. dogs. Why what? would you get that in a cinema? Why would you not want to eat? Also, I don't know. I they charge you like, an arm and a leg don't as well. Trust there's don't only, trust them. Don't trust it. Dish, there's only a few dishes that I would eat in the dark. Popcorn is one of them. You're, you're fairly safe. Yeah. Your hand goes in. You know what you're pulling out. Yeah. I, what I like to see what I'm eating. Yeah. There's nothing worth going to a dark restaurant. How could you, fuck can you eat nachos? In the dark. In the, in the dark. You don't cinema. know what you're you digging for, for either. It's, and I bet oh, when you, you get oh, up later. Like, so enough popcorn just kind of gets off your... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like But that, it's just got, you've got cheese sauce, you've got guacamole <laughs> down here. You've got like hot dog juice, mustard. It'd just be a mess. Bit bread. Um, and obviously the, the, the other, no... Yes. Cheers. Um, <laughs> it was just they were they were repulsive. They were. I was just like, can you just you, uh, stop yeah. it? Um, Do you, you, you sweet make me or sick. salted popcorn? Big mix. Yeah, it's got to go. Do, 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 do. I like the mix. Sweet, I like salted, the mix. Sweet, no, no, salted, sweet. Yeah, I like the mix. But I've got to say, I've got I haven't got the bestest teeth. And well, you guys got lovely teeth. Thanks. Um, but I don't. They're all they're all right. But um, I've lost a few. I've lost mm. two two teeth in my life. Um, I'm a bit sensitive, and 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 there's nothing worse than that little. Ken rule. Was yeah. it called Ken rule? Colonel. 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 Absolute toothbreaker, isn't it? Nothing. You get it, and you forget, you just you're munching away because you're so excited because of the trailers. Oh, I'm like this, and then all of a sudden, you go, and it literally, you're. Your, yeah. your, your whole night is ruined. It inserts yeah. itself into the gum. <laughs> oh, it Up is. the gum, into the tooth. It is the worst. Yeah. That, or, what, Teeth I, smashing all over the place. And when you're eating chicken wings and you get the um, little, or you get like half chicken and stuff and you get the little bone mm. every now and then. I, don't, oh, I, love, yeah. I, love, I love meat on the bone. I like fish on the bone. I don't mind bones and stuff. But when what I don't you're talking know, about it's a surprise object. Yeah, when I don't, when I'm, I think it's safe. I think it's safe. I think, I think I'm safe. And then I bite on it and I'm like... <sighs> You're gonna. I'm gonna have to go to the dentist. It's it's nothing yeah. worse. I'm biting your tongue. I do that a lot when I'm well, excited. You, uh, the, probably the, one of the worst things ever is uh, it's not happened. It's not happened a lot. If you bite a finger. <laughs> what? Have you what? ever not done that? You know, you're having chips. You're something. You're having chips. You're you're, you're particularly hungry. You're very hungry. <laughs> you are. He hasn't even ordered anything to go. Oh, fuck it. I'll eat this today. <laughs> 
and some, some uh, a sort of a stray finger may you know go, get into <laughs> into Nasha range. Stray? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. I have a lot. Uh, have yeah. Oh my god! That's what I said to you. Mind, you, mind your exactly. fingers. <laughs> is that coming from past experience? Yeah. What you the thing is, it's like you, you know. You know, like mind your fingers. Unless you're unless you're putting your hand no, into you the burger, a, 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 like, like it's a slice of cheese. <laughs> no, I I've know. done it a few times. No, no, really? that is worse. It's much worse than tongue. <laughs> is it? It's oh, much worse than tongue. Ha- yeah. No, the worst thing is because treading on a plug. That is the Ooh. worst thing in the world. Treading on a plug. Yeah. <laughs> or Lego. Lego. Well, yeah. Mm. Treading on Lego or just stubbing your toe. I did it yeah. the other day. My little toe. I was walking around the bed and the little toe caught it. And, just, I, and I'm just absolute right angles. Yeah, See you later. <laughs> and the words are going this way, you're going that way, <laughs> like this. You just fall apart. Like, it's the worst. Um, accidents in the kitchen, though, burns are pretty bad. I've I actually got. I won't show the camera, um, but I've got. I've got. He's a, pointing at his nipple. By I've the way, got, I've got a pretty bad burn down the Have side you? of me. Yeah, it's, it's fine now. I took um, pork stock out the oven, doing the ribbonator, doing the braise oh. overnight, and oh. I thought it was potatoes. I thought they were potatoes because they had a lid on, and they said potatoes are in there. It wasn't. It was actually the pork stock. So I lifted it quite forcefully. And it all stuck, went down the side of me, and I oh, got some pretty bad like, burns. G- genuine burns, like genuine proper burns. Um, and yeah, I, I think accidents in the kitchen, you know, you get burns, cuts. The, one of the, the best ones is the mandolin. Oh, that I played. I've taken, I've taken, I've taken all the tops off at once. Done that. Um, uh, did you pick? Did you pick them out? And oh, oh, God, I feel like I'm going to faint. <laughs> He doesn't deal with Do blood very well. Don't deal with blood. Okay, fine. We won't. I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> be careful in the kitchen, kids. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's. You, I think. What is it with all chefs have like asbestos hands as well? Like, yeah. Do you have? We've, we've do you got, have that? What do you have? What? What are you trying to? What are you? Like where you could like, just like pick like, up a pan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, what we don't have right. We have the tips. It's a bit like a guitarist. So I play. You're right there, mate. Yeah. Um, we, have, we have. We have. <laughs> the Ribbonator's finally got caught up with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the one of the playing. Like I play guitar. Right. I write music in my spare time and stuff like that. And I play guitar and play bass. And you build up calluses. It's a bit like mm. a drummer builds up calluses on on this Years part of the hand of... And, and drumming. So you, you get the same on the end of your fingertips as a guitarist. Mm. And it's the same as cooking. The more you touch like hot stuff, you actually build up a resistance on it, and it's just hard skin. Um, and and the same as a knife. When you're using a knife all the time, you get this little. I've got this little thing here, which is like a callus on that bit because where the knife rests. Yeah. Um, and then one on the middle of the hands. But yeah, you do get asbestos hands. One of the main things is 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 um, smoke. Understand? Because I cook on fire. So I've really now, if smoke blows in my face and stuff, I just don't cough anymore. It's just like. But I dread to that think if someone my, did an um, autopsy on me, what they'd find. Well, oh, just talking about that. So obviously we we sort of met for the first time at Metopia. Yes. That was our first time at the event. I remember walking into the event and there's a kind of an open bit above. And I looked up, at the, you know, and it was actually like, it was like, it looked like it was snowing ash. Mm. I was like, mm. whoa, here we go. Like I didn't really know what I was walking into. But we actually left that event like we felt like we we smelled like we'd been in the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Very strong. Very strong. It doesn't come out. You're afraid. Then I think, I'd, and I said this to you guys earlier. Like in your hair, your clothes. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's weird. When I first started cooking, I was I I worked in a cafe when I was about fourteen years old, washing up, and I'd come home and I would be in the shower and I'd have a shower or whatever, and then go to bed and I could still smell the kitchen. Those days where I don't I don't really notice it anymore, and and I don't I, I don't think I stink. Um, I haven't noticed of the kitchen, but but it does those things. They don't leave you. You kind of 
Um, and also your fingernails get like you have to scrub them properly and all those bits and bobs. Mm. So, yeah, like, there's the the joys of the kitchen, I guess, of, to a degree of those bits. Mm. But I do bloody love my industry, and and there's there's um, plenty of stuff I'm working on at the minute to to do. You know, get involved with things, and it's I love it. So you, you briefly touched on it now. I've got a question for you. What keeps you busy outside of food, outside of work? I mean, you, you talked about your your musical exploits there tell us about what you get up to outside of oh well, business before before i um before i was in food i was actually in the, i was in the music industry so i did um, music pr and bits and bobs and to this day like i go to gigs i went to slam dunk a few weeks ago it was punk rock mm. really fun um got covid from it oh wow um, yeah <laughs> Great. fully Fantastic. like full-on awesome. covid awful. Oh, really? um yeah awful you got the good one the proper one the proper one um so got covid um, I, yeah, that's like, go to music, hang out with, see, see, see my mum. Um, and that's, you know, like, I think, I think a lot of it is, um, yeah, just, just spend time with family, go to some music. But I work a lot, you know, um, and it's, I think in this industry it's so tough to, to not have a good, great balance mm. because you're just you're open seven days a week constantly doing got this going on that there's going on there's a lot on. of chat about work-life balance at the moment I think I've, I'm leaning on the towards the fact it's actually bullshit the, that whole sentence work-life yeah. balance I, work I, is this in this day work it is your life exactly and and it's about if you're enjoying it, what you're doing it's, you're not working you're not working right? anywhere and you, there's no need for a balance I think there's I think it's making time for yeah. others I think um, making time for, you know, that's just your family, life, though, kids, is, yeah. and things like that. That's that's just that's just that's just having having a good balance of what's important. Um, but if you can involve that into it, things and and, and be, then be part of it, then it's great. Um, like my daughter will come, you know, she'll help out with flanks. She's done a few recipe boxes. We did one oh, with great. her. We did a little one for her birthday. It was really fun. Um, we did a little. Um, was her kind of recipe that we do a curry together? It was her recipe, and we sent her a box, and she could make it at home. So we did do you know doing doing yeah, things cool. and getting people involved is really really important. I think we don't separate everyone out and don't alienate people. Like if they if you are finding it hard to balance mm. in, well get get them involved. I've I'm a big advocate for mental health, um, and like I've got an event that I'm planning at the minute at the Ned, um, which is going to be all industry only. Um, and instead of it being like a, an award show, it's nothing like that. It's, to, it's literally raising awareness in mental health um, and having an amazing party and showing people that there is a place to go to, which is the Burnt Chef Project, um, to get people, you know, mm -hmm. if they are having a tough time and, and struggling, whatever, they've got people to talk to. What like. is the Burnt Chef Project? So the Burnt Chef um, Project is um, a non-profit organisation, um, literally helping chefs with, um, or chefs or front of house or... Managers, pot washers, you name it, anyone in the hospitality industry that is struggling um, with anything. It's so such a savage industry, though, isn't it? Like it's so savage. It's brutal. And, and the hours, the intensity of service. Hours, intensity, um, there's bullying, toxic masculinity, oh, wow. um, the, ba the balance between um, female to male ratio is, is incredibly off. Um, there's, it's, you're looking at like 90%, 95% ma male industry, um, which, is, mm. which is terrible, to be honest, because... Women in the industry, like I've had women in the kitchen, and it is the bestest thing in the world. They they are highly organised, efficient, know their shit. Just mm. don't, you know, just there's a great balance to have in the kitchen. And in restaurant kits, we've got um, a lot of females working, and it's great to have them. And it's and it's and it's something I I really push for, but it's difficult, you know, because there are absolute um, 
wrong ones. And, and, and it's not about just kind of like, I just don't want to just blacklist and sort of like, I want to mm. retrain people's minds. I want to, people to look at um, what they're doing and understand that they need to change and, and how do they change and retrain their mind. Because they're the places that some of these people have worked in. Um, it's it's not just their fault. It's the way they've been taught, and they think, and it's been, and it's showing that it's acceptable mm. and that behaviour, and working all these crazy hours, or getting involved in addiction and drugs and, and alcohol, showing that it's acceptable. It's not. It's it's we need to start of retrain these people and show them that there is support and yeah, we yeah. can help with with changing that industry. Did you see the Gordon Ramsay um, episode when he did the blue? Oh yeah, when in. The, I've never the... had cocaine in my restaurant. Shut up. Yeah, and he wiped the staff um, toilets with city cakes in it. And yeah, like, yeah. Really? Like, did you like, see that? like he no. didn't know. Like, like I can guarantee every single restaurant in mm. London knows that there's been cocaine through their doors. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not... I'm, I'm not um, hiding from that at all. Like it's... it was actually got a funny thing in it. Sorry to interrupt. We, we we said that one of his, one of the people who came to the restaurant actually asked for a small plate and took it to the toilet. Oh no yeah. way! No, we said oh, they, 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 oh, the, the, the guys at the table actually called for a small plate and the guy put it in his pocket and went to the toilet so he could rack them up for everyone. Oh my god! Um, See that's yeah, and it's and it's a common thing. Like I, but out of all the industries, though, sorry to interrupt again. Twice in a row. Sorry, Tom. Chefing is so intense. Mm-hmm. That is a, that numbing, addictive. That I can I can see why. Well, we want a little escape for after, the, they after want these escape. crazy days. They want, they want it's the hours they do. You know, I was I was clocking 80, 90 hours a week, Jesus. and Bloody I was hell. I was highly addicted to all kinds of stuff um, mm. a couple of years ago. Um, you start to get you through. Just to... yeah, yeah. I was I was drinking loads. I was doing bits and bobs, and 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 the thing is, it, it drove me crazy. And and two years ago, I attempted suicide. Oh wow! Sorry to hear that. It's all right. Jesus, it's it's. I'm on the other side, and, and I think, I think it. These these pressures we face mm. are incredibly hard, and it's about having a support network behind us to understand we do have people to go to, and we don't have to because I mm. think. The problem is with it is that we support each other in the worst ways by doing these things and have a great time, whatever. Um, but when things are really low, and I put this down to one thing only, I declare a good friend, a really good friend to have, and someone a um, class as a friend is when they can come around your house and have a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And if no, you no, can't, no. if you can't do that, and it's only when you go out, and only when you're down the pub, or only when you're having a couple of beers after work, if those are the people that you can only do that with. They're not a friend. If they yeah, can come around, if they can come around at ten o'clock in the morning and have a cup of tea with you, then they're they're a friend for life. They need to be by your side. And I have yeah. a few of those in my life, and I love them. Mm. Um, and the other people, don't get me wrong, they're all right, but they only they only associate you when there's a certain time. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that to a degree, but in in our industry, we need to sort of really start working um, on making it better because yeah. this this industry will die. If um, if there's anyone watching that's that's resonated with what? What can they? Where so can they go? So the Burnt the, Chef, Bur- the Burnt Chef Project, yeah. Burntchefproject.com, and yeah, just hit there or um, drop me a DM um, if you're having any problems. And I'll point you in the right direction. Um, I'm, I'm, I literally open my arms up to anyone that's having any problems, and we'll help them out. We we get that a lot on our on our in our DMs. Yeah, people looking for guidance and advice. We, we were fairly open about a few things year ago and it's it's nice to, to be able to help people in in a positive way 100% above and beyond just putting out silly videos yeah it's it's there's 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 a, there's always um darkness on any any light mm. i guess um and it's about it's about making sure we've got people's backs yeah. um doesn't matter who you are what the problem is um just just give us a shout yeah cool, cool. amazing well is there any more questions for us 
I want to see. He had I've a got massive a couple, list. He's I've got, got a big list. But we've. It's funny. We've, we've put. You know. You, you go where the where the conversation takes you. But exactly. we've got a few. Um, <laughs> it's not like Sunday service at the church, but <laughs> yeah. um, this is a good. God, one. do you remember going to church? That's so Never. I, I went to Sunday school, <laughs> and I used to be terrified of it. Really? Yeah, just because I just knew it wasn't real. But there was, there was, there used to really like. It, it, we had to do things, not not like that, <laughs> but there was just it was just a bit much. Um, and then that bread at the end, it was only a little bit. Yeah, what a waste. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a one interesting one for you. Someone yeah. who butchers nose to tail, particularly in London, which is a bit of a boiling pot for current trending topics, and that's veganism. Big round here. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about? Do you feel like you've got to adapt and change your menu to suit anyone coming, or are you going to view firmly put your flag in the sand as this is who we are this is what we do if you don't like it that's fine what where's your, what's your stance on it because i know it's, it's massive oh this is it's this well is my... oh, look it's massive worldwide but i'm saying particularly in london there's, there's a boiling pot for this type of issue well i think ultimately um one of the the biggest things and it's, it's something i've always said is it's not about what we eat it's about how we eat now if we were all to be vegan tomorrow Okay, if we all decided we were going to go vegan tomorrow, we would still destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, and us carrying on meat—it's about—it's about what we're eating. Okay, that's the thing. That's the problem we're doing, um, and we need to think about how we eat these products. And so, take an example of Flank as an example, right? Being a, a meat restaurant. In my first year, okay, of of doing um, Flank, we decided to use whole animals. Now, most restaurants use between. 20 and 30,000 animals a year of mm-hmm. contribution because they only pick ribeyes and sirloins and rumps, mm-hmm. right? Therefore, you're you're contributing to that amount of animals, right? Because you're just using those cuts. In my first year of, of flank, only using everything, we used between 10 and 12 animals. That was it, okay? Wow. If we were to do that, we'd reduce meat consumption by 90% in our first year. That could be done across the globe. Now, no one would go into Sainsbury's and go, Oh, they've not got anything. They've only got this left. You know, imagine yeah, if we yeah, did yeah. work to that cycle. It's the same with um, with vegetables. We shouldn't be able to get millions of avocados to our disposable. We need to think Which about come from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. We need to start thinking about the seasons more mm-hmm. and thinking about. And I think it's about balance. I am all up for veganism, and I think plant based um, diets are really important to to people's health. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I do think I. I don't see anything, morally speaking, um, of course I get attached to, like, I see an animal and I'm like, yeah, that's Mm. like, but I'm also like, you know, my my moral compass goes a a bit, um, kind of ignores that and I can move forward. Some people can't and I respect that. Um, But in terms of the balance, I think we can, I think as a a global kind of society, we need to think about... um, how we're eating meat and how mm. we're and how we're doing it, rather than just kind of just keep buying and, and all we're doing is just wasting. We're just creating these factory farms and all this crazy stuff. Um, ultimately, the animal still does gets killed, but we don't actually need to use as much. And reducing that means our carbon emissions yeah, a lot yeah, less, yeah. and exactly. we're, we're, we'll save the planet a little bit better. But yes, um, in a nutshell, I fully support veganism. We do vegan products on our menus. Um, I would love to open a vegan barbecue restaurant one day. It'd be amazing to do a plant-based. We've had some, we've had some wicked plant-based meals. Oh, it's the best. I love it. It's really clean, mm-hmm. really nice. But at the same time, I, I'm a big meat eater. And what the, the narrative which I hate, not from... Vegans are lovely people, obviously. They just have got their own views and opinions. But the, the mainstream stuff, we love it. 
is the, the the vilification of anyone that eats meat. You know, yeah. like you're some kind of monster. And I don't believe that to be true. You know, it's it's a quite a, this world can be quite a toxic place. You either you're either this side or that side. There's no in the, no in the middle. I can't like you because you're one of this type of you're this mm. type of person. Or it's very uh, black and white, isn't it? It's, you know, I don't think it's the conversation is that simple. You've actually raised a r- wicked point there. And I think that could. I think people are interested. Yeah, in I think I think there's there's a, a great activist, a guy called Joey Carbstrong. Yeah, um, he's a, I follow his I follow his videos. Yeah, good guy. He's, he's really good guy. Um, he actually really went to an avatar the other day, didn't he? Did you see yeah, the video? He did. He did. And she I, was cool as well. The, the the lady that he was with. Yeah, like really, really cool. interesting. And I think I think he raises some really good points. Um, he's trying to do this like instantly. Mm-hmm. The problem is with it is that. The world won't change instantly. Mm. We can't it's generational stuff, we, isn't it? Yeah, we can't. Like there are certain communities that it's they're like, well, you know, the animal gets looked after, and, the, and it just won't ever change. And my view is this: baby steps, mm-hmm. just like uh, building, a, a, I don't know, a Roman road or building. You look at the pyramids that were built; they took thousands, well, hundreds of years, sorry, to to happen. And I think even with change in this country, with, with, with term, in, in politics. They will. They have politicians that will run a four-year term, and and then it will change. Mm. And they, and unfortunately, they don't. The politicians don't go together and go. In the next thirty years, what we're going to try and do is change taxation. And every single politician, we've signed a piece of document, and we're going to work towards that. Mm-hmm. They just change as and when because they just want to be the big I am. What we need to do in this country with with how we look at food is look at a long-term solution rather than just being like tomorrow we're going to all be vegan because that won't work. We need no. to look about what we're doing and changing our structure, i.e., like. Um, instead of just being able to buy boneless chickens and whatnot, going, all right, all we're doing now is just doing full chickens. We're portioning them out. But once the legs are run out, we're going to be left with the breast. And then once we've sold all that, we'll buy more chickens and butcher them up correctly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. unfortunately, we're not doing that. We're just, we're just going mental and just mm. buying all things because it's the demand. As soon as you stop the supply and understand and educate people, then the demand will stop. Well, Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Episode three, have you enjoyed it? Ha, yeah, it's been so much fun. Um, thank you for coming down to eat. Um, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. We had a great food. time. Um, yeah. And hanging out with you guys, you're, you're a power couple, absolute power couple. Thank you very much. It's lovely seeing a husband and wife team um, take on what you do. And, and yeah, keep going. Don't stop. Already really appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you yeah. for hosting us. Yeah, and yeah. thank you for feeding us. Yeah, it was great well food. You had fun, yeah. Jess? I have, yeah. The roast potatoes were a hit. They were, yeah, good. Yeah. If you haven't seen the video, it'll be out by now. Go and check out my flank review, and you'll probably understand a little bit more about this guy sat in front of us. So Amazing. Thank yeah. you for having Powerhouse, me. industry knowledge, man around town. <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. There Thanks you go. Thank See you. Ya. Cheers. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.